So guys, uh, exciting day. This has been a long time in the coming. Long time coming. I can't even talk. This has been a long time coming. <laughs> you hear that? What is that, Drew? That crinkle? This is a cheeky little red rooster that's still in the bag in the, the hermetically sealed packaging. What does it look like? looks a little different from the other red roosters that we've uh, lovingly put on our hands for the past year. This one is a little, little green. It's got three letters on it and a flag. What are the letters? Well, one of them starts with a, a G, and then there's another G, and then there's a T. I know those letters. <laughs> Holy Christmas. Jiminy Christmas. It's a GGT glove. Cock-a-doodle-doo, mother <laughs> We got a GGT glove. It's called the shrink. <laughs> the shrink is here. We did it. The shrink is here, and we have tested this for you. Battle tested. It has been put through the hottest, stickiest, humidest weather in the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, on record, actually, while we were playing golf with these gloves, the hottest day on earth in recorded Ever. history had happened. Crazy. Crazy. And guess what held up? The shrink. What gets wetter as it dries? The shrink. The shrink. The shrink. By Red Rooster. <laughs> in all seriousness, very excited for this. Red Rooster has been a phenomenal partner of ours for a year. And we're capping off our one-year Annie with uh, our own golf glove. This is not only a first for us to provide a merch collaboration to all of you listeners, but it's also the first time Red Rooster has collaborated with anyone on any product. So we're very, very humbled by that and don't take that lightly one bit. So if you go to redroostergolf.com, Right this second. Put your stuff down and go. Put your phone down. Throw it away. Don't throw your phone away because you actually might need it to go to yep. your browser. Open your browser. Chrome. Open your browser Firefox. First. Safari. Bing, whatever your browser is. Go to redroosergolf.com and you can buy a shrink. These come in all the sizes that all of the normal Red Rooster gloves come in as well. We're hand inclusive. Yes. Which makes sense because we just came back from the U.S. Adaptive Open, which is the most accessible golf tournament major that's ever existed shout out to the usga shout out to red rooster buy a glove get your shrink even if you don't play with a glove you should get one and just like hang it around like leave it leave it around your your home for people to admire because it's also just it a, is. it's a piece of art i love looking it's at gorgeous. it it's a great glove i love the 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 contrast between the white and the green green is my favorite color so i want green all up in my in my view at all times when I look down at my wrist when I'm about to hit a golf shot. Little, oh, yeah. little pop of color, a little confidence. Think of the shrinks. Think about how golf can be a tool that I use to get to know myself better. And then I think of the shrinks. Mm. Bradford, Connor, and Drew, who have been there in my ear hole for two years telling me to take my golf a little more and a little less seriously to look inward, to connect with my <laughs> surroundings. And then I hit that golf shot. And you know what it's going to sound like? That's right. A well-struck golf shot. Oh, I thought it was silent. Well, yeah. Then that's for y'all to fill in the blank mm. with your favorite right, golf right. sounds. Okay. Got, it. got it, got it, sorry, sorry, sorry. So we're going to leave space for all of those types of golf shots, your chunks, your thins, your blades, your pures, 
lots of pures are going to be had when you have the shrink on your hand. You're going to think of us. You're going to think of Red Rooster. Go make a birdie. Or a double bogey. Yeah. And it's cool either way. We love you either way. RedRoosterGolf.com. Cock-a-doodle-doo. You can also use code GGT20 and still get 20% off, just for the record. Love you. We love you. Cock-a-doodle-doo. There's another side to good health, and that's good mental health. Uh, Where are you two in the world calling in from? Uh, yeah, I'm in Holly Springs, North Carolina, so just outside Raleigh. By contrast, we're here. I'm here in uh, beautiful Ottawa, Ontario. Well, uh, Brad Carey, we're we're happy that you joined us. You're also the one of the founding partners, uh, sponsors of the of the show with uh, with Red Rooster. But we'd love to learn, you know, for our for our audience that might not know, they they know the the fresh Cabretta leather, they know our ads, but they don't they might not know the faces behind red rooster and and the origins and how you two met and and your your backstory with golf so let's 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 just unpack that what where did red rooster come from it's one of the questions we get all the time oftentimes just like what is red rooster (laughs) (laughs) so first of all red rooster itself is that's my nickname uh you can see uh, some shades of uh you know i was a carrot top growing up and um the only sort of fair skin redhead in my family. So I was called uh, affectionately by my dad, uh, the Red Rooster. That was my nickname kind of growing up. When we started looking into this concept of making a really good golf glove, we threw around all these different, you know, golf isms, uh, the back nine, you know, the players, you know, glove club, et cetera, et cetera. And Um, we just, we wanted to steer away from that. You can kind of get lost in the mix. There's all kinds of new golf brands coming out and they generally have some spin on some golf, um, name or trope. So we, 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 we sort of threw out red rooster and said, we'll definitely do better than that. And that's a placeholder. And, uh, (laughs) and then it, it started to kind of grow on us, especially that when we started to throw around sort of taglines, things that would complement it. And this idea of waking up your golf glove game, waking up your game, I think in general, but waking up your golf glove game, because it is, that's the the piece of equipment that we feel we're, we're trying to address here. It's the, the glove you wear on, you know, virtually every shot. And, and it's generally kind of like given the least amount of consideration that certainly was for me until, you know, some long discussions with Brad. So uh, that that's a little bit about behind like Red Rooster, the, the name itself. And I'll I'll let Brad tell you a little bit of just more of the genesis of kind of like how we met and how this, uh, this came together. It's, it's been fun. You know, we've, we've known each other for, for a while and we've had some kind of time apart over the years. And then we've, you know, recently reconnected and all, you know, we met around this game and we've reconnected around it. Yeah. So we both grew up in the same town around Ottawa, Canada, and I, I started playing golf early. Carrie, Carrie was a late player i think he started around 15 or 16 but we connected uh i think we were 17 or 18 playing junior tournaments the same events and then he went off to college so he got really good pretty quick um to to earn a college scholarship i i did the same Uh, he went to kentucky state i went to campbell so we played each played four years there of college golf Uh, i turned pro quickly afterwards he settled into more of an entrepreneurial business uh career he went to uga uh, for, for business school. 
and we, we lost touch over that time, like early 2000s. I played many tours, got onto the Nationwide or Web.com tour, whatever the current name is, um, and and we kind of met in earnest, I guess, back in the 2014 Canadian Open. So I was playing as a member of the PGA Tour up in Montreal. He came to watch. I had a great event, and we started to keep in touch more after that. Now, this is, you know, back in 2000. I barely had a cell phone. Nobody texted, so we never would have stayed connected that way. Now we're, you know, mid-2010, so 2014. We're keeping in touch. We're texting. Um, and then about four years later, we arranged this golf trip. You know, most most people, I would say, who are serious golfers, they once in a while take a trip with their buddies. It could be an hour down the road or it could be, you know, a place like Bandon or something like that. Uh, so they came to my neck of the woods near Pinehurst and there were four of us and the genesis of Red Rooster began there on a par three where I gave him a little bit of crap over his torn glove that he was trying to hit this amazing three wood into a par three with. And I'm like, how are you going to accomplish that if you can't even get your, you know, your glove right? And um, I can let him take it from here, but that was kind of the the first time he actually thought about a golf glove and if it was actually important yeah yeah um yeah it was kind of funny to 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 be on that trip with obviously brad a super accomplished player and a a couple of other friends of mine you know i was a three handicap and by far you know the the worst player in the group and um but i loved golf and i spent a lot of money on it and uh we you know this is this is sort of one of those bucket list trips to be playing in pinehurst area and, and to just have an old glove in the bag was like, a, it was more of a head scratcher. Cause like, you know, um, it's pretty hard to hurt my feelings, even though they tried hard. Uh, <laughs> but it, 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 it did actually like kind of rattle me like a little bit later. Cause I was like, wh- why would I not pick up a fresh golf glove? You know? And I remember zipping Brad's bag open and he's got a bunch of them and I'm like, wow, well he gets them for free. You know, he's a tour player, <clears throat> but the other two guys, you know, one's a you know a great teaching pro, and the other's a, a really good top amateur, and they've got brand new gloves for the trip. Like they just planned around that. Uh, you know, why am I not sort of in, investing in this? And am I, am I missing something? And I had played college golf, like Brad touched on. You know, I got gloves for free for a while, and then I just kind of gotten into this bad habit. I don't know. It's like I do spend an awful lot of time and money on golf, and maybe that's the one area where I justify to myself, like. Well, if I just nurse this glove longer than I need to, then I can, you know, turn a blind eye to the rest of the places where I overspend on the game. Uh, But it was and then I would start to have that conversation with more and more people. And I just started to notice it that so many people just have this old glove and otherwise brand new equipment and awesome new outfit. And it, it just was like also always this sort of afterthought. And then. You know, you watch tour pros who, you know, slide a fresh glove on the first tee. It's just part of their preparation. And um, so we kind of keyed on that. And I, I think, you know, I, I thought, you know, A, could I solve my own problem? Because I part of it was just that, like, going to the pro shop and it's almost feeling like I'm overpaying, you know, at the last minute. It just felt bad. And then then when I've spent overspent on that glove and then I use it longer than I should. Um, and so we started brainstorming some ideas around 
you know, how could we solve this? Not just by making like a really good glove that we think could last something built for top amateurs. Um, most of the, you know, tour pro golf gloves are great for tour pros because they're disposable, but they're not really meant for amateurs who need to get, you know, six, eight, 10 rounds out of them. Um, but also like the delivery mechanism, like how can we make this easy for people to replenish this and almost show up as a reminder to say, you know, maybe it's time to change this out. Um, and I think, um, you know, I love working with you guys cause you're getting to experience not just, Hey, this is a really great glove, but also like the delivery mechanism with our subscription, you know, we've got over a thousand subscribers and, um, that's probably the, the one area that we're most excited about is just that delivery option has really, um, it's, it's growing and those are probably our happiest customers. Yeah. I love my subscription. I love it. <laughs> I think one's due today. So very excited oh, about go. that. Glove day. <laughs> I also appreciate I, yeah. y'all sent, y'all sent the, the whiteout glove just, uh, just as a little bonus. I appreciate it. that was, that was something I wasn't expecting. I said, wait, I have a glove today. And it was the, so happy. Um, <laughs> it is so funny how the best ideas come from like a pain point. And I know pain point gets thrown out there a lot in business. Like what's your target demographics pain point. But for y'all, it was like actually personal. It was like Carrie's literal pain point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> somebody, somebody tapped his, like a, a golf specific insecurity <laughs> and was like, there's your issue, man. It's your glove. And then boom. For sure. And, you know, the funny part was, like he alluded to, we spent some cash to to play the course, to stay in a hotel. We had a couple nice dinners and it's like this ratty old glove with a hole in it. You know, not to say, hey, what's another 20 or 25 bucks? But it's like, you wear this every shot that you're not putting. Why wouldn't you have a nice one? Mm -hmm. You know, it. the glove... If you wear a glove, you know that it performs a function, right? And when it stops performing correctly, you should probably get another one because it's made for a purpose. And that's kind of our, not our tagline, but our message to customers who reach out. It's like when it stops functioning the way it's supposed to, it's time for a new one. If you have to actually acknowledge that it's not working, then you need a new one. Mm -hmm. Because there's, there's not a lot more frustrating, and I've seen it with, I mean, I've played thousands of pro-ams in my in my career and you see guys who've never changed their grips mm -hmm. and who wear poor you know poorly fitted golf gloves or old golf gloves and it's like how are you even holding on to the club mm -hmm. like this is, looks like it could be a kramer seinfeld moment where the club just flies out of your hand <laughs> like these people are, are holding on for dear life right mm -hmm. there's things that you can do to kind of make the game easier it's a really hard game really hard so let's just keep up with some of the things that you're able to do on a, not even, not even a month, doesn't have to be a monthly basis because if you only play a couple times a month, then you don't need a new glove. But these things that we can all do to kind of help ourselves when the game is so difficult to master. Yeah. It, you don't drive a car with bald tires. Why would you grip a club with a, a bad grip? Right. It's kind of similar, similar idea. And it's not, it's like Carrie said, most people just don't think about it. And when we bring it to their attention, it's that light bulb moment. Like, yeah, that makes complete sense. Yeah. Yeah. No, nobody disagrees with you. Uh, we had this real, this really interesting contrast, Brad and I, we were brought in, we do a lot of, 
of tournaments, uh, do a lot of tea gifting where, um, in some cases we've, we've even come in and we'll fit everyone. So that's the other nuance is I think there are in total between our youth gloves. So we have four sizes of the youth gloves, which we donate our sort of one for one program. Then we have our women's gloves, you know, six sizes there. And then there's 22 sizes of the men's gloves. And a lot of people don't realize like they're wearing a glove that doesn't fit them. They don't even realize like how many size options they have. They're just, Hey, I'm a large. Mm -hmm. And you can Mm -hmm. see that this thing is, you know, so sloppy on their hand. Um, like it, it fits like sort of like a winter glove, you know, (laughs) instead of, (laughs) right. You could fit three gloves underneath there. (laughs) (laughs) And like it, it's, it's shocking. So, so Brad and I, we do this really high end pro-am and Brad's playing in it and I'm on one of the par threes and these groups are coming through and you know, what is there? A hundred and hundred plus golfers that day. And not even one has like a new glove that day. And this is, you know, they spent thousands of dollars. It was a very expensive pro-am and a beautiful golf course, top 100, a, a bucket list kind of golfing experience. Nobody's kind of broke out a new glove that day. And, and in, in a lot of cases, the glove doesn't fit. It's super old, but I didn't see any ratty got like, these are like brand new sets of clubs you know, new gear, new, new hat, new hoodie, uh, everything else, logos everywhere. And so that's, it is just, you have that conversation and and we're having it more and more. So that's, that's kind of where the brand's built around just kind of like chatting about golf gloves and finding kind of some of the solutions. But, but even on the youth glove that we donate, that was another thing where we were, you know, we didn't set out to donate gloves to youth golf. We just, I had a hard time. I have three young daughters that I'm trying to get into the game and you you can't find kids Mm -hmm. gloves or you can't find them in sizes that fit them. Like even a lot of the youth gloves are pretty big. Um, And uh, so that was another one where we said, Hey, you know, instead of just donating some portion of proceeds to some organization doing something good in golf, we'll, do the thing we do really well, which is make awesome golf gloves. We'll make them for kids and we'll donate them to organizations that are introducing them to, to golf for the first time. So they have this awesome welcome. Um, because that's, you know, that's, that's a bit of a struggle, you know, golf's a bit intimidating. There's a lot of rules. Often they go to some of these events and they don't, you know, the, the balls stay there and the clubs stay there. And this is maybe that one thing they can take home with them as a memento and may get them, you know, at least to say something good about golf, you know, mm-hmm. you don't have to love this game, but, um, just don't, don't hate it and don't bad mouth it. Uh, <laughs> so anything we can do to just make that experience, um, better, that's, that's another sort of problem we, we sought to solve. Yeah. I, I love, has the, the one-to-one um, program always existed from Red Rooster's inception. Yeah, you, even from so we launched with a Kickstarter, and that was that was kind of the impetus behind that was finding a couple of partners. So we worked through the first T because um, that was easy. Um, but we're trying to really like branch out even more, sort of local and grassroots to keep like wherever we're selling gloves, that's where we want the youth gloves to stay. Yeah. So we're trying to find, you know, you can find a summer camp, you can find a driving range. 
you can find an after school program and, uh, and just trying to find partners who really value it too. Mm-hmm. You know, some T I, I don't mind saying like first T is a great organization, but also like everybody wants to help them. And, and then there's, you know, there's lots of other worthy organizations that, you know, have a hard time getting partners and getting help. So, um, you know, we certainly first he's been good to us and we'll continue to work with them and support them. And we're, but we're looking for lots of other, um, organizations that, um, we've got a few, you know, really good examples of, of some smaller regional, um, organizations that are just sort of head over heels for getting these gloves for their kids. That's awesome. Um, Brad, when you, when you play, uh, you're still playing competitively now. Uh, you know, Bradford, it's off and on. Um, (laughs) I have a, I have a, not not a love hate, but, uh, we have an interesting relationship with competitive golf right now. Um, to, to put in the time and effort you have to, to stay ultra competitive. Um, I don't have that time right now. Got it. And I'm on the, I'm on the wrong side of the, uh, the age bracket that would be super competitive too. I'm 45, been at it for over 20 years. So, um, I always say, Hey, you want to offer me a spot in an event? I'll go play there you go. right now. I'll even prepare for it. However, um, <laughs> if there's something, you know, to qualify for three or four months down the road, man, I, I'd better get to work yeah. because the game isn't exactly in, uh, tip top shape right now. Gotcha. <laughs> so let's say you, you do get an invite, like, how big of a flex is it to pull up? You're competing against other people in the field and you have your own glove. Like, you, do, you, well, do you pull up to these events and is that like one, one of the first things you look for? Like, I've actually got a rooster on top of my Jeep. No, I'm just um, <laughs> Like the Domino's, no, it, Domino's it's truck. A, it's a... <laughs> It, it it's fun to be a little bit different. Like I've been a Titleist guy through and through my whole career. Um, they supported me greatly. Um, but when it was time to kind of move on for both of us in terms of the golf glove, um, it, it's kind of a cool feeling. And, and the first thing you see is our logo, right? And it's a little bit brash and we definitely brand our, our gloves really well. And so it stands out. And so people ask questions mm-hmm. And so one of the things that I think as a first impression is when you get our glove and you put it on, it feels, I mean, I don't want to brag, but it feels awesome. It really does. This is the place to do it. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, It feels awesome. And so I think maybe the expectation might be lower when you see a, a red rooster on a glove, but when you get it in your hand and when you put it on, uh, that expectation rises all of a sudden it goes up and, and we have, uh, plenty of people in, in pro golf playing it. We've got long drive guys playing mm-hmm. it. Um, which I think is a testament to how durable the gloves can be. Right. And, mm-hmm. uh, it's, I'm not flexing quite yet, Bradford. We need to, we need to be in business for a few more years, but, uh, it's a, it's a neat feeling. And it's always a question because the logo, you know, I have logo on my bag. I've got the, um, logo on the glove, obviously I usually wear a red rooster hat. Mm. Um, so yeah, we're, uh, we're, I mean, we're proud of what we've done so far, but it's only been 18 months of, of being truly in business. So, uh, we've got a long way to go as well. Yeah. You've done quite a lot for 18 months. Y'all should be proud. 
I'm proud when I put the glove on. I'm telling people <laughs> about it every time I play. Because, I mean, I've, I've had the, you know, I've had the saddle. I've had the all black. And that goes with absolutely everything. And uh, I look forward to the day, Brad, where you're, you're playing your next competitive round. And you do get to flex. You see somebody with a ratty glove. Oh, that's a nasty little shank you just hit. Take your glove off, <laughs> finger by finger. Like a, like a doctor, You're welcome. like a surgeon. <laughs> yeah. That's it. You're welcome. Compliments of the company. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that day. Com- compliments of management. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's it. yeah. That'd be nice. Well, guys, well, we will have to... We'll have to get out and, and get around in, in 2023. I'm sure we can make it happen. You'd enjoy playing with Brad. It's kind of one of, it's one of the perks um, from my perspective of just kind of, you know, I love golf and I love playing with someone who plays it really, really well. And I always, it, it helps my game and it, um, it's just, it's, it's fun to watch someone who can play golf as well as Brad and, uh, and he's really open. So I'm, I'm always kind of like asking lots of questions and, um, it's just, it's just a fun way to play golf and to, to interact. So it's, that's been probably one of the biggest benefits of, of getting into business together is just, you know, getting to play golf together. And then, you know, I got to caddy for Brad in the corn Ferry finals, and that was just a treat to be, you know, inside the ropes and watch, you know, Brad play at a really high level and just kind of see what it takes to, to compete at that level and be part of it. So, um, we'll definitely have to find a time when, um, you know, if you plot all of us on, (laughs) on the North American map, you know, we've pretty much got it covered. So we'll try and find something Mm -hmm. right in between all of us or the right timing. Um, hopefully we can make that happen this year. Do you remember the, the kid that we played with Carrie, uh, the last two rounds he, he was a really tall kid. He was Asian. He was from, was it Thailand? Ta- Taiwan. No, Taiwan. Yeah. And he had gotten through pre-qualifying and first stage. And now we're at second stage. And I think it was the first time he'd ever been over. So he's been over in the U S for a month and a half or two months. Wow. And, and the guy who was, was helping him out and caddying was from, I think San Jose. Um, he was. But the reason yeah. I bring up the story is, he had the oldest looking glove you'll ever see and he never changed it. And it was like, like you could see the black streaks on every finger. And I'm thinking you could almost see through it. These, these, this guy has spent 15 grand if I'm going to be conservative, Mm -hmm. right. On this trip, which is encompassed a month and a half or two months, three stages of, of qualifying and, He's wearing this glove that is doing him no favors. And at, at the professional level, and especially at second stage of Q school, it's always going to be one shot here or there. And I was not mortified because, hey, it's another guy who hopefully I'll beat, and there are reasons <laughs> for that. But it's just, it was really surprising to me that um, that anyone would wear that type of glove for you know, a serious ultra competitive round mm-hmm. and he wore it. I think we were a pair of them three days and he wore it all three days and never changed. And there was another guy who wore, was it rain glove? 
Yeah, so Which he rotated I, I, like four rain gloves. Yeah, because he had super sweaty hands and mm. nothing really oh, worked no. for him. Oh, no. Which is always like, that's fine. He's he's figured out what he needs to do, right? But I was like, man, that's a, that's a lot of work. <laughs> he's got four gloves on his bag at all times and he's rotating through because he's just a, a sweater, a heavy sweater. I never, so it's, uh, I never considered that because I'm, it's not bad. Yeah. I mean, I've got, I got, I got pretty sweaty hands, but I, I don't think I would ever go that route, but that's interesting using a rain glove there in ha- a non rainy competitive round. Right. There haven't been many rain gloves that I've encountered that are, that do the job of a regular glove. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it's always been like, it's going to help in the rain because it Hopefully can't get it's any, pouring. Yeah. It can't get any worse. Right. <laughs> right, right. right. So, you know, yeah. I can't hold on to the club in the rain. So that was kind of, uh, but this guy, yeah, he, we talked a little bit about it and he just couldn't, he couldn't figure out any other way except to wear these, uh, these rain gloves and Carrie's right. He had, uh, three, on the bag strap and then one he'd, he'd wear wow. and he'd just rotate through. It was, uh, it was interesting. That was kind of a, you don't usually get two experiences like that in the same week in terms of the golf glove game. And right. I know we're focusing on that, but that's our business. Right. Um, but again, it's, uh, it was, it was kind of a, a really fascinating week in terms of golf gloves. <laughs> that's so interesting. Uh, so w- what's your favorite thing about, the rain rooster glove then i mean now you you saw that experience did, did that motivate you to want to create a product like that i don't love playing in the rain bradford i don't know if you've ever you know <laughs> wanted to go out it's more of a it's game day like it it's a tournament round you have to play yeah mm-hmm. um yep. and i haven't really ever found a rain glove that i really liked uh playing the the double glove thing has never been it for me. I, I haven't ever been able to do that. Uh, with the rain rooster, we went through a lot of samples and you know, the first couple were okay, but not something you'd want to bring to the market. And and we finally got the version that we're, we're selling right now. And, and I just wear one, I can't wear both. Mm. And it's just one of those, like all of a sudden there's this glove on my right hand and I've never worn it ever before. I can't do it now. It's been too long. I'm 45 years old. I've played golf for 39 years. I can't do it. <laughs> the feel is just not, it's not there. So I do use it on the left hand and it works really well. It's got a lot of tack. And, you know, I think with rain gloves, you have to accomplish a couple things and, but you can't accomplish everything. You know, people want to know, is it waterproof? Yeah, to a point. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you dunk it in a bucket, and it comes out, it's not waterproof. Mm-hmm. But in in a moderate rain where you're not going to, you know, have the horn blow and be called off the course, it's a pretty darn good rain glove. It, it keeps it tacky. You don't have to constantly keep your grips dry. Um, so that was kind of like, how can we achieve the most possible without trying to oversell it? Like it, it's almost impossible to find the magic elixir of the rain glove that you know, you can put on both hands and it will be the exact same as if you were playing in 80 degrees with a, with a leather glove. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, Man. Carrie's more well-versed on it, but, um, that was kind of my perspective. <laughs> I, I'm more of like the sicko. Like I, yes, like when it, are. when I see it raining, <laughs> I get like, I get giddy. You, you start salivating. 
Because because I know nobody's going to be out there. Right. And now That's I can true. go and play. Everybody hides from it. And now I'm like, I mean, uh, that's what I, I love. So we, yeah, it was kind of like this mix of, you know, Brad wouldn't, wouldn't wear what was in the market. Like there's not a rain glove you could have given him off the shelf that he'd wear in a tournament round. He'll just flip through a bunch of leather gloves mm-hmm. because he can. And I, I was wearing whatever rain gloves were out there. And so we tried to make something that, that Brad would wear or that, that we thought a pro would wear. So it's, it's going to get you through the rain, but it was a real focus on feel. And so it's, it's pretty thin. It's got some tack. It isn't like, you know, uh, some of these gloves are just so thick and bulky and yes, they're waterproof, but you know, you might as well be washing dishes. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) and so those are the things. And, and maybe this is the perfect time to queue up Connor because I know he's given the the rain glove, the rain gloves a go. Uh, what what were your thoughts, Connor? Have you actually played in the rain with them, or did, did you just kind of try them on for feel? I did play in the rain with them, and I especially coming from a from a Portland, Oregon, Pacific Northwest, heavily rained upon background. Like I played in golf in the rain throughout all the seasons, and I never really found a pair of rain gloves that I was super satisfied with, genuinely. And these ones, okay. I felt like a, uh, I felt like a Premier League goalkeeper. Like I had the, I had the tack. <laughs> I was ready to go. I was ready for anything. I was like splashing puddles with them to activate the, uh, the secret, the secret stuff. And I felt good. Like I, I could, I could make a swing confidently. And um, you know, it's another use case for for the rain gloves that I think people often overlook. So if you're like me, I'm a, I'm a schwitzy boy. I sweat profusely particularly in the northeast we get some some wicked humidity and i know the people down down south in the united states do as well i used to sweat through my leather gloves so quickly in the august heat that i started wearing rain gloves as a catch-all as a means to to like still swing confidently because there was once where i lost a club completely (laughs) because my leather glove had completely saturated with the sweat from my no. palm and that was disgusting wow. <laughs> i felt i felt like a garbage person so to have <laughs> to have a rain glove truly like to have a rain glove in my mind just just consciously so i could so i know that when i swing through the ball i'm gonna i'm gonna have grip and i'm gonna make contact like it frees me up to swing out of my shoes which everyone else knows i love i love to do yeah i hope that's a good endorsement it, it rains in the inside of Connor's glove. It's perfect endorsement. <laughs> yeah, I hadn't heard the Premier League goaltender uh, analogy. That's great. Um, <laughs> we love that. I, my my favorite usage of the the rain rooster. Um, I don't know if you if you guys have any like winter golf gloves in 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 mind, but. For me, I don't. I, I I try to not never play in the rain because I'm just that's not that's not for me. But you know, living living here in Wisconsin, we only have like three months of summer, so we have a, a fall and a, and a spring season where we're out golfing, and the weather might not necessarily be uh, 70, 70 degrees and sunny. So you know, come March, April, it might be thirty five, and uh, and you know, hailing. 
all the rain roosters are perfect for that um, because uh, you know you, you you're it's too cold to not have a glove on or have two gloves on so mm-hmm. um, you know it gives you a little extra grip and I you know playing high school and college college golf you know they would supply you with rain gloves winter like the winter gloves which are like fleece lined golf gloves which are absolutely ridiculous like you can't it's like you might as well just put on mittens. Uh, but if, right. I mean, if I would have had, if I would have had the yeah, rain, you've kind of given up. Yeah. If yeah. I, I mean, it's like, you shouldn't be out there if you have to wear those, but you're like, I am going to finish, but yeah. I'm not going to post a score. No. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. No, I wish I, I wish I would have had those rain rooster gloves like 15 years ago when I was playing competitively to, uh, yeah. to grip the club in, in the, you know, the, the frigid temperature in Wisconsin <laughs> in the springtime. Yeah, we- I'm glad I heard that story from Connor. I mean, he missed the, the story about the kid at Q school, but. Add, add one more guy to the list, the guy yep. the heavy sweater. Yes. That, uh, <laughs> Sweaty hands. That, that just use just use rain gloves as uh, his normal glove. Yeah. It I mean I've I've seen it off and on, but never in a you know, ultra competitive professional level. But that was something that those two situations were like abnormal enough to where I thought, hmm, this is actually the genesis of our business was kind of we were bang on because even pros are kind of doing some odd things with gloves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've been waiting for since since we were introduced to Red Rooster, since we knew we were gonna have you on the podcast, I've been waiting to ask y'all the meat and potato questions. I'm so excited for that. As golf nerds, as people that work in golf, as people that play golf, Brad played very high level. Question we ask everybody is what are your favorite golf smells? You want me to go first, Carrie? Take it away. Okay. Uh, mine is fear. <laughs> the guy on the first tee. So we, we have this game, you know, we have foursomes that, <laughs> that play against each other. So ideally we'll have four or five foursomes and we're all, you know, one team is each foursome. And the guy who's on the first tee who's arguing that I shouldn't be playing because I'm a, I'm a pro I do have a handicap. I've maintained one for about five or six years now. So it's accurate. It's not unfair. But the guy who is arguing that I shouldn't be able to play, I know his money is mine. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I like that fear on the first tee. That's my favorite smell. I love that. That's the first yeah, fear smell- answer we've got. Yeah. That is. I don't yeah, think yeah. we can put smell that in a fe- candle. The smell of fear and money. <laughs> yeah. I've, I emit that odor. For sure. <laughs> You know, my, when I first got into golf, it was, my dad used to drop me and my brother off at the course, like for the day. (laughs) And, uh, so to me, I mean, we were out there before, you know, the sun came up and you'd be playing the first few holes in the dew before they've even cut the grass. So I, I think it was like my just first memories of golf was just that grass trimmings smell, uh, that early morning. And I, and I wish I played enough golf in the mornings. Now it just, I hardly, if I do play, it's never, you know, at the crack of dawn, um, those, those smells. Uh, so to me, it's, it's probably that fresh cut grass. That's, that's the golf smell for me. It's so intoxicating. It's, there's a reason why it's Mm -hmm. most people's favorites because it's, it's so true getting out there first thing in the morning, fresh tracks, you get the dew sweeper. 
if you want an actual olfactory sense and not just a you know a metaphor of the smell of fear, uh, <laughs> I've been fortunate enough to play on the Monterey Peninsula a bunch of times, and uh, the, the smell out at at Pebble Beach, you know, when you're on the the seaside or the oceanside holes is is amazing. It really is, and um, probably better when it's it's warm rather than cold. If I recall correctly, I've kind of had you know I think I played three events out there, and we ran the gamut. The first year I played, it was 70 to 80 degrees every single day. And I kept getting the side eye from this uh, volunteer driver. He's like, it's never like this here for all four days. Never, <laughs> ever, ever. You're so lucky. And then the next year, I remember I played with, uh, I played with John Peterson for three days. And he, um, he was so mad and bitter because it was about 45 every day and raining. It would have been a great week for the rain rooster. Let me tell you. Um, and, and the smells weren't as good as the 70 to 80 degree days <laughs> off the sea because it was more of a, it was almost painful playing in that weather. Um, it, it was really difficult, but, uh, yeah, those, those seaside smells over at Pebble beach, I think are pretty awesome. All right. I'm excited for this one too. So, um, Carrie and Brad, let's say you guys are, teamed up for a, a best ball event and uh you bring home the you bring home some hardware you you nail it you win next year they invite you both back and you get to host a champion's dinner in your honor each of you gets to host that dinner and bring your own menu to the table what would be on your champion's dinner menu let's start with you first well, yeah, i'll have to go first. i already know what brad's bringing <laughs> <laughs> there's a there's uh, something over his shoulder that I think he's looking at, um, and, it, and it and it transfers over to a, a certain chain that is is all over the United States. I think that's what he's thinking of. Is that right, Kerry? No, no, no. Oh, Timmy Hortons. No, it's a, a, a red, a red, a red chicken. With, oh, yeah, with its roots in Georgia. Um, but I'll I'll let Brad bring that out. For me, it's it's probably got to be. Um, I just, I love Mexican food. I lo just love those flavors. Just, you know, those, those fresh veggies and, uh, and, and, and that mix that's sort of like smorgasbord, whether it's, you know, burritos or tacos or, um, and I, I love, um, you know, the, the beans and the queso and the salsa and the guacamole. So that's, uh, anything kind of in and around, um, you know, you know, fresh, authentic and authentic uh, Mexican food. That's uh, that's what I'd be bringing. I'm pulling up. I'm, uh, I'm just stealing the menu from Chick-fil-A and bringing it to the dinner. There we go. Um, that that's my uh, <laughs> I'm a little bit of a connoisseur. Uh, we've never been a I've never been a, a person who who cooks much and my family doesn't either. So uh, Chick-fil-A is a. Uh, two, three, four time a week, uh, destination for me, whether it's breakfast or lunch. <laughs> so, um, yeah, he's the a number, VIP, the number one <laughs> large size. Yeah. There, there's a few, uh, of the managers over at the Chick-fil-A in Holly Springs who just wave and say, hi, Brad, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'll have your usual. Yeah. All right, so, right. Basically. Yeah. Yes. You say roots in Georgia. I thought you were going to go Zaxby's cause their, their logo Ooh, is oh, actually, good. Uh, yeah, a true. rooster. Uh, yeah, and I went to to UGA, right. and Zaxby's is out of Athens. Um, mm. 
Yeah, it's tough. I mean, they're 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 both great. And and actually, when I was at UGA, I worked with Chick Fil A. Uh, we did like a consulting project with them, and uh, so no, a couple of couple of Georgia, uh, you know, businesses that have uh, been really super successful in that space and uh, in the chicken space. Brad has has uh, has frequented them both, but I think you have to be. I, I was we had a great trip. My wife and I. Uh, we've got. You know, four young kids. We've we've been married for it'll be uh, next week. It'll be twelve years. Mm, um, congratulations! But we just went on a trip to uh, Italy, and it was the first time we'd been away together since we'd been married. <laughs> so uh, it was long overdue. And I think like uh, I'd have to bring the dessert. I'm being over there. Mm. Like we were having gelato for breakfast. Yes. I mean, <laughs> um, of course. So. Just all the different, you know, flavors. It was like, I think we could do, shouldn't we do some more gelato? It's like, I think we just had it. Yeah. <clears throat> but uh, that was amazing. So I think we'd have to do some gelato. We would go into these places and be like 200 flavors of gelato, you know? So I think we'd do, you know, 100, 150 flavors of gelato <laughs> there. <Yes>. for. The <laughs> Give me the pistachio, please. Faithful. Oh, pistachio. Give me the pistachio. Nice. Yes. Carrie, I need to back I, I need to back this up. What what was uh what was getting did you guys get married in Canada in January? Uh we in, did that, that was a cold mm. that was a cold wedding. <laughs> it was it was uh Yeah, we got I remember Bring your furs. going from the church to the reception in a horse drawn carriage <laughs> and it was I think it was like minus five. <laughs> <laughs> so it was it was brisk, and uh, you know, I, I I lived in North Carolina, Kentucky, and Georgia, and I'd, uh, a lot of my friends from those locales had come up, and they were like, legitimately, they were. Like, I remember, they were like concerned. They were like, "This is like we have to go where? This is dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> it's dangerous up here. Like, yeah. what happens when you run out of gas? Yeah, right. And that's uh, a horror story." <laughs> <laughs> yeah like you'd die yeah well, i was just thinking my my <laughs> but, uh, my wife's my wife's sister got married in on january 15th in northern wisconsin okay and we did we did okay. like picture this was you know like 10 12 years 10 11 years ago but i remember we did pictures outside and we're like do we have to do pictures outside and we did it was i don't know we were out there a while but no one got hypothermia at least <laughs> see yeah that's a win uh that's true Drew, my uh, my college roommate, he lives close to me still, but he got married to a girl from Appleton, Wisconsin. Okay, and their their wedding was in late November in Green Bay. Okay, and I attended, and it might have been the coldest I've ever been in my life, and it was just <laughs> literally going from you know wherever the reception was to across the street where we we're staying in the hotel, and yeah. it was the most bitter cold that I've ever. Been and, a part of, and that's yeah, coming from was, a Canadian uh, too. You're saying it was cold, exactly. So. Oh, <laughs> it must it, have been it cold. Was, it was frigid. It was frigid. <laughs> There's, it was really, really bad. Um, so, so going along the lines of you guys won your won the the, the best ball championship to pump you up on the first tee. You were each given a walk up song. What would be the song that you would want playing when you're when you're teeing off on the on the first hole to to get you amped up for the round? Uh, we'll go with Brad first. So here's the thing. If I want to hit a good tee ball off the first tee, I can't be pumped up. Oh, I've got to no. be 
I've, I've got to be brought down because my whole career, it's like, slow down, Brad, slow down. You, you know, this is the deal. You need to slow down. Um, so I'm going to do like a slow song from Celine Dion or something. I need my blood okay. pressure wow. and my heartbeat super low, right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. yeah. I my love heart this will game go and on. I love this event. Yeah, uh, it <laughs> has Jade. to be slow. If I, if I threw out a, you know, a Motley Crue song or an ACD song, which would be a pump up song for me, uh, it would not go well. That's more Got it. how I grew up playing hockey. That's the that's the entrance song for a hockey player, for a golfer. My whole thing was always like, I need, I'm so tense. I need the tension brought down. I need something really slow. Shout out Canada yeah. too, Celine Dion. I mean, you're keeping it, you're I keeping tried. it in the family. That's a, that's a As great a quick call. aside. I didn't see that coming. Me either. <laughs> um, yeah, no. I- <laughs> well, well, first of all, I'm, I'm going to put, Celine Dion, my heart will go on on the GGT walkups playlist. Um, this, that's our first submission from Celine. Uh, long it overdue. Is. Yes. Um, as a as a quick aside, Rolling Stone put out their best two hundred singers of all time and left Celine Dion off the list. And she wow. has, uh, I, I forget what her fan base is called, like. Nicki Minaj has like the barbs, Beyonce has the beehive. I forget what Celine's group is called, but there was a group of them that literally drove from, uh, I forget which province she's from, but drove from there to New York City to protest outside of the Rolling Stone magazine office for leaving her off the list. That's hardcore. (laughs) Wow. And fairly... 200? She, she deserved to be on that yeah. list. Yeah, 200. Two, uh, yeah. It's, it's there's, there's not 200 people better than Celine Dion. Come on. Uh, it's, it's I, I disrespectful. I think <laughs> Shaggy <laughs> made the list and Celine did not. No. Come yeah. On. Wow. Come yeah. on. I'm, I'm going to drive to New York. I just looked this up and Celine Dion's fan club is named Team Celine, oh. but also Equipe Celine ah. in French. Yep. That is ah, the French word see. for... So it'd be from Quebec, right? Bradford, that's where they're okay. uh, that's where they'd be based. That's where she's from. Yeah, they're headquartered yeah. in Montreal. So actually not that far from New York City, probably, you know, six, seven hour drive. Okay. That's right, Carrie. Yeah. That's about right. Yep. Yeah. Yep. They were outside cussing Rolling Stone out in French. Yeah. They, they definitely have yeah. jackets. <laughs> right. yeah. They've been activated. <laughs> I have another uh, it's uh, Brad stole my thunder. I, I had Celine Dion. <laughs> All right, he's got my heart will go on. What kidding. you got? <laughs> You can see why we work so well together because everything's up. We're 180 degrees apart. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go a uh, little band from down under called ACDC, little tune called Thunderstruck. I was just, I was actually in Montreal this weekend. Uh, this past weekend, my daughter was playing in a ringette tournament. And uh, so they got all these pump up songs, right? And uh, mostly all some of this new pop. And it was just, bringing me back to my hockey days. And that was the song, like when that was going around during the warm up, and we were like skating around, you know, with no helmet on. And uh, we had like combed our hair and stuff. <laughs> and we had like the hockey hair flowing. And so I think that's what I would kind of need because I'm going to be nervous on that first tee. And I don't need the quiet hush. I need like the distraction. So uh, I'd like to see like the crowd getting pumped and uh, <clears throat> that guitar riff and the oh, wow 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 yes. I need everybody standing and so that's like Iconic. a bit of a distraction so that 
because you never really know where it's going to go off the off the first tee these days for me. So I need to get probably the cheer either way, just uh, <laughs> less focus on the result and more just uh, a little bit theatrics. Yeah, you can pump one OB off the first tee. If you do it with confidence, <laughs> you can get away with it. <laughs> Absolutely. You pull... You throw Celine Dion up there, and then you throw a duck hook left. Yeah, that's a tough one. <laughs> it, uh, it brings, having to go back, brings the grab another the ball. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. But I can probably I can yeah. pump a couple off the first tee while Thunderstruck is going, yeah. and people think it's all part of it. Yeah, right? they, won't, they won't even uh, be paying attention. They're yeah. like, he's just firing them. Yeah. <laughs> he's firing them into the crowd. Yeah. And uh, if you do that with yeah. Celine, it's just gonna be sad. It's just gonna be like. <laughs> everybody's heads go drop so can you recall a time on the golf course you've laughed the hardest i was gonna bring up a story that it's kind of one of our go-to sayings uh ever since i can't remember if it was a junior event or or an amateur event but carrie was looking for his ball and i think he found it he he played the rest of the hole but he got angry like legitimately red-haired furious hair was on fire and we played in the Quebec golf association. So they're all mostly all French rules officials. They can speak English, but their accent's real heavy. And, um, and so he's, he's having a time over on the next tee and, and this older gentleman, I can't remember what his name is. might've been Jean-Claude. I don't know if you remember this Carrie, but he, he goes over to Carrie and he kind of puts his hand on his back and he goes, Carrie, it's not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I just, we both lost it. Like it. Well, he probably didn't lose it. I lost it. And then for the three hour drive home afterwards, we were just dying laughing. It was so funny. And we've never forgotten it. There's another gentleman who, who we drove up there with and, and the three of us can go round and round with that story because this was a, you know, an older guy rules official and he just wanted to comfort this poor guy who wasn't playing as well as he wanted to. And, and we were as, as kids, we were emotional golfers, a lot, a lot more sensible nowadays with families and, and wanting to avoid prison and all that stuff. Um, and, but back then it was, it was the most important thing in the, in the world at that very moment. So that was, one of, that, that I'll never forget that. I'll never forget. He, uh, he did calm me down. I mean, I was, I was, I was just raging. Uh, I mean, I was like, a, a, I would throw the clubs. I would break the clubs. Um, I was a tyrant and, and he, he got me like he, it was like he, he, uh, he had like a magic power and it was just like, it was the, the thick French accent and he was legitimately trying to, and he just, he kind of got me because nobody could console me then. It was like, I was like the, the Nick Kyrgios of, uh, of, of junior golf. And, uh, and this, this guy got me. Uh, and that was, um, that's what made it so funny. I think <laughs> because you thought like this guy could get his arm broken. And all of a sudden I was just like this docile guy. He just, uh, he flipped me. So, and he had to like you too for him to do that because yeah, there were other, I think there he, were other he times, was rooting for me. <laughs> yeah, he was rooting for you because there's other, you know, kids at the time who they probably wouldn't have given, you know, the time of day. It would have been like a two stroke penalty and, 
you know, move your butt on to the next hole type thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, the, he, he, he did get you. He, um, he wanted you to do well. Shout out to Jean-Claude. That's it. I think Absolutely. it was J.C. Gagne was his name, Jean-Claude Gagne. He was a, yep. he was yeah, a very nice dude. man. Yeah. yeah. All right, well, I, I feel like we got to wrap with um, a special segment on this show that we like to call Get a Grip. So, Carrie and Brad, I'm not sure if you are familiar with this, but we are uh, graciously sponsored by the good people at Red Rooster Golf that make our favorite golf gloves in the game. Um, you should check them out if you haven't already. these guys, uh, yeah. Tons ton of colors, excellent rain gloves, the works. Um, so this is our sponsor that we this that we call Get a Grip. So we'll give each of you a, a, a fully, completely uninterrupted minute to rant about anything in the golf industry or the golf space or the golf world that is currently grinding your gears at the moment. Get it off your chest, say it with your chest, and uh, we'll we'll pass it over to you. Maybe Carrie, you can let it rip first. Uh, for me, it's just there's just a confusion where uh, everything in golf is is getting better and it's getting like more welcoming, inviting, and they're you know trying to simplify the rules. But I, I'm just I'm confused with like dress code. It's like because it's just all over the place. Um, so it's you know some places you need a jacket, you can't wear jeans, but in these rooms or is it pants and shorts and socks and sockets and knee highs and you can or can't wear a hoodie or a hat backwards or so it's, you know, things are definitely going in the right direction. I feel like golf's an athletic pursuit and you should wear whatever the fuck you want. Um, (laughs) It should be comfortable and, you know, don't be a jerk about it, but like, this is a sport and you should be able to wear, you know, whatever you need to get the job done. And then the rest of the stuff is just nonsense, but it's hard to figure out when you're going somewhere, what you can and can't do. Um, so, you know, I don't want to discourage golf that I do think we are going in the right direction. We're just in that like messy period. (laughs) Grip gotten. (laughs) <laughs> well said well said all right brad get a grip my man are you ready so this is aimed at the at the kids who strive to be professional golfers all the way up to the college golfers and including the kids out of college who have just turned pro it doesn't take that long to decide what club to hit generally it's either one or the other. It's a seven or an eight. It's not a big decision that you should take five minutes to decide what you're going to do. And you know when you should be deciding to do it? While the other players are playing. Your process doesn't start after the guy's ball stops on the green. You should be constantly thinking about your shot while other people are playing, as long as you're not in their way. Totally fine. Uh, It's gotten out of hand it contributes to slow play. And the more that I've seen it in my competitive life, it's driven from junior golf, high school, and college golf. They're not being taught the proper way, the pace of play to, to play the game. And they're being given all this information that they can't process. It's, it's not that hard. And if you want my opinion, it's being driven by the 
the mental coaches of the past 20 years who have said, you don't have to play until you're ready. You're damn right. You have to play. (laughs) You've got 45 seconds in a competitive environment to hit your shot. So go hit it. Get a damn grip. (laughs) Grip. Carrie and Brad. Y'all, we've wanted this episode for a long time. We appreciate you. Also, thank you for paying for that segment. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Keeping it real. I like it. (laughs) We'll bill you after we wrap. (laughs) We appreciate you. Um, getting to getting to know you a little better through this conversation and also getting to share this with our audience who hear us sing your praises all the time and obviously talk about our experiences using the glove and loving the glove and just our relationship is is, it's a special one and I appreciate what y'all do for the game of golf and what you do for this podcast so thank you for your time today guys it's it's a treat I we love working with you Love listening to the podcast. It's one of my favorites, period, not just in golf. Um, I describe like my current relationship with with golf is like golf is my therapy. Um, I love to just, I don't have to play for score. I just, I love to play the game. I love to just be around golf and um, around a golf is kind of my escape. Um, so I love, you know, the angle that you guys are taking on this. It's unique. Um, our relationship's unique and just, uh, wish you guys the best. We appreciate you, you know, pumping our tires and, uh, look to pump yours and let's just commit to getting an actual round of golf in this year. I think that'd be uh, probably the most fun. Absolutely. Absolutely. As I, as I get just a little bit progressively worse each year at golf, I tend to need more therapy. <laughs> so maybe you guys, as we progress in our relationship can kind of talk me off the ledge and understand that for me it's not about score anymore it's just about having fun and the friends you met along the way uh honored to be with you guys and we appreciate you as well yeah everybody pump each other's tires that's the i guess that's the the message of the show pump pump those tires air is free (laughs) that's good i like that i love that that. awesome thanks fellas